heroes uh they had been attacked by these adaptive how would how would you even describe it adaptive uh, one doing it, <laughs> i know but it's your job right now <laughs> i understand that but like help me with a synonym um adaptive tra- tra- uh, transmorphic replicating transmorph- replicating Replicate. they're clones yeah. all right they're clones and they were just attacking our heroes um, and as they were attacking our heroes, Paris Dawkins, in a fear for whatever children may be possibly in danger, um, ran off into the forest and has disappeared out of sight from our listeners. We come back now to um, Paris's chamber, a uh, dark chamber, as it may be. We're not really sure where he is, um, and he is um, completely untrackable by Usher1239 scanners. Paris, as you are getting up, you start to hear like a. <laughs> I will let you know that I do know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> the voice starts getting even closer to you and even louder. <laughs> it's just Hadley. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I come out of it. I'm like, hey, what's up, Paris? Nice to meet you. <laughs> The voice starts getting even closer to you, and then it's almost like it's behind you, and it says, Trapped, huh? Yes, I am. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm emotionally intelligent enough to ask for help if you're willing to provide some. If you're just going to murder me, I will let you know I am the last of my species. Um, (laughs) So so I don't know how you feel about endangered (laughs) humans. I wasn't my intention to hurt you like that, but uh, you are trapped physically. Oh, yeah, I guess I am. Do you wish to leave, human? Um, yeah, I'd like to get back to my friends, please. Well, that's not gonna happen. Uh, just kidding. But what are you doing on Magrathea? Uh, we're on a mission to find capital G-O-D. <laughs> God, huh? So you come to the planet of deep thought. You think she'll have the answer, do you? Well, she knows the answer to life, the universe, and everything, so why wouldn't she know where to find God? Oh, that's true. That's very, very true. But I don't believe anybody will be finding you anytime soon. I don't believe you'll be needing the meaning of life very soon either. As you look behind you, you notice the voice behind you, there was nobody there. But as you turn around, um, you start to notice somebody, a, a figure. And it's a very, very familiar figure sort of pop out. And it's your foster dad. It's he's like you can. T- it's he's kind of like faceless, but you can tell it's him. 
It's it's as if someone jumped in your mind and managed to grab out what you can remember about your foster parents. What What are you doing here, Paul? He doesn't really say anything to you, but he stares at you. And the voice starts to come up again, but this time... Like, where the the mouth of this person starts to speak the voice, and the voice starts to say, Are you... scared? What I'm feeling isn't... isn't scared. I'm, I'm sorrowful. I wasn't able to say goodbye to my parents before Earth blew up. I, I miss them. The voice is kind of silent for a second. And starts to think, I, I never realized humans could be like this. The last human that came here took and took. That's why I was so eager to trap you. Well, therein lies your problems. Not all of us humans are so ready to take. Some of us have had stuff taken from them. So the only thing they can do to make the world a better place is to give and give. So I try my best to give to the kids and anyone who can use my psychological services. I I try to help. The face turns into your foster mom. What do you feel now, human? It's still... It's regret. I, I was kind of thrown off thanks to Mr. Jenkins that day I should have I feel survivor's guilt I should have stayed there I should have hugged my parents one last time instead of jet setting across space with a giant washing machine and a <laughs> tripod and as that happens uh, Mr. Jen- as you say that Mr. Jenkins' face appears on the person now this I fear <laughs> <laughs> Human being, I can see that you are not like the other. And then, uh, as the uh, as he says that, you can sort of uh, see like the where would be the sky actually starts to turn into sky, and it starts to melt from the top of like this kind of dome shape. You can suddenly see jungle all around you, but uh, the jungle is in front of you, and if you were to turn behind you, it's complete plains, uh, and behind you is a is like a humanoid person, um, but there's something looking at him. You, you can't. You can tell that he, he's not really human. And he approaches you, and he says, "I'm sorry that your planet was destroyed. The Vogons are truly an evil race, a group of bureaucratic atrocities that don't care whether one lives or dies." And um, he points towards the plains. He says, If you are unlike those in which I have seen before, you may find deep thought through this thick grass. And uh, he kind of bows to you a little bit and then gives you um, like this weird like hand gesture. But it's like almost like a welcome greeting one. He looks at you and he says, My name is Snarf. I am one of the few Magrathians that are left on this planet. After the answer of life, the universe, and everything was given to us, not very many people stayed here. 
it was almost as if years and years of work and tirelessly staying up at night looking at our ceiling thinking man tomorrow may be the day I'll find it tomorrow I know what it's gonna be deep thoughts gonna tell us and it was some stupid number <laughs> they couldn't take it anymore so they left uh, and he um, picks up off the ground um, sort of like this tripod looking thing and it's clearly AB like Fringle. some <laughs> <laughs> it's A.B. Fringle <laughs> He picks up this um, the tripod thing off the ground, and um, <laughs> and it's clearly like what was the source of like the the room. Um, it was definitely like some sort of uh, alien technology, like a force field. And he points in the direction of which you know, where you need to walk, and says, "You must go. Go find what you are looking for. I am sure it is for a noble cause." Paris is going to start jogging off, but then he comes to like a quick stop after a couple of steps, and then he's going to turn back around and like thank Snoff, and go like thank you for letting me see them one last time. And he looks at him, and he goes, oh, oh yeah, 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 that, that was the point. That's what I was doing. Um, and he turns around and we're going to, um, we're going to cut over back to, um, A.B. Fringle and Usher1239. What are you guys doing right now? Shaft! Oh! I want to make a, um, an Exalian monkey cat call. We've landed, uh, and we're looking through the, through the forest. I'm trying to backtrack. So as you guys are looking for uh, Shaft and uh, Gluttony. And Paris. <laughs> well, yeah, Gluttony went with them. Um, um, Usher1239, um, your your sensors go off. It's almost as if since you care so much about Paris Dawkins that, like, he starts to read, you start to pick up his sense again. <laughs> A.B. Fringle, I am getting a reading I do not quite understand. We should follow it. I'm sure it's not dangerous at all. Uh, I want you to roll lasers. Um, you weren't prepared, but you are an expert, so roll two dice. Two success. Two successes. You uh, you clearly find uh, since this blip of um, Paris came out of nowhere, you can tell which direction Paris ran off, or you can tell which direction he is in, uh, which is sort of like uh, on the east. It's kind of easterly. A.B. Fringle, we must go north, northeast. Lead the way. Um, as you're doing so, so uh, as you're doing that, um, you sort of hear a screeching from uh, the top of a tree's very familiar screeching. <laughs> and as you look up, you see that shaft. Uh, he's trying to like pull Gluttony like out of uh, like out from a branch. It's like he's stuck or something like that. But you, he's like knocked out. Like this, this dolphin's knocked out cold. Uh, Usher, one, two, three, nine, would like to just hover up to them, <laughs> pull them from the tree like a firefighter. <laughs> All right, I would like you to uh, uh, roll for lasers, um, and you're an expert, and you're prepared. I'll let you roll three dice. One success. <laughs> the bad rolls start. <laughs> Wait, well, did you? How many fails that. did you? Huh? I got one success. One success. So you managed to pull them out, but as you pull them out, 
Um, not only does his massive dolphin body hit you in the face, but he starts to fall and like hit every branch on the way down <laughs> of this jungle tree. And he finally like lands on his back on the floor of the jungle. I have successfully rescued Gluttony. <laughs> Thanks, Sasha. But, but halfway down, all you hear is, shit, fuck, damn it, fuck, shit, damn it, fuck, shit, damn it. And he finally hits the bottom and he goes, oh. And he lands like right at A.B. Fringle's feet. I don't think I'll ever get over that bit. Like that bit always funny to me when somebody falls down to <laughs> like a couple levels or something. And they hit everything on the way down. A, we'll never get over it. I'll it's a good fucking book. My one hand on his, on his like, I don't even know, the dome of his suit or whatever, like right in the middle of his face and go, you'll be all right, Mr. Dolphin Being. You're completely self-sustaining. Don't worry. And then I'll just walk away. <laughs> he looks at you guys. He's like, God damn it. Can't you do one thing right? Shaft, Jesus. come on, Shaft. Uh, Shaft starts to like, climb down the tree furiously uh, and, and like, jumps right onto uh, A.B. Fringle's shoulder. One shoulder. <laughs> He's a genius, just like all Exilians. And we'll continue towards the, the signal. Um, so you guys are going to continue um, going towards the signal. Um, we're going to cut towards... Uh, we're going to cut to Paris, um, who finally is, like... You've been you both all three. All three of you've been walking for a couple hours, um, just because of the the massive size of this planet. But you are really close to deep thought, and you finally manage Paris to make it to what seems to be a giant bronze dome thing at the at the, the which is like it's covered in vines and and leaves and foliage, and it's obviously just years of just like. You are uh, of like it hasn't been used in years. This is the way you said to go, so I guess this is it. But where's everyone else? You turn around and you notice that there is like absolutely. It looks like this place has been abandoned for just like centuries. Um, and you you kind of hear kind of like a you start to hear sort of like a like a music mm-hmm. or like a uh, kind of like a weird cartoony music mm-hmm. um, coming towards the dome. Coming from the dome. Uh, uh hel- hello? Um, as you're walking up, uh, you notice that there is, like, a TV-type thing, like, set up. <laughs> it's, like, plugged in. It's, like, a tiny TV. Yeah. And it's, like, plugged into um, some weird alien plug. Uh, and there's, like, a, a on the dome, you didn't notice it before, but there's a giant, like, eyeball-type thing that's, like, pointed at the TV. Yeah, parasol head towards the TV and see what's on it. You see to notice, and it's just, like, alien, like, it's just, like, alien garbage. Like, it's just, like, just these weird, like, alien creatures, like, hitting each other over the head with hammers and stuff. And, like, one alien creature is running away from another alien creature on there. Yeah, uh, Paris is just gonna sit down and watch it until his friends come. (laughs) Um, As you're sitting there watching it, um, the eyeball finally notices you. And, uh says, excuse me, do you mind moving over? Oh. You make a better door than a window. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to be in your way as it'll, it'll scooch aside. Good TV program, huh? Yeah, I don't, um, didn't think I'd ever get to see TV again, so this is kind of nice. <laughs> well, this is actually one of my favorite episodes because Gronk here, Gronk <laughs> is typically quite dumb. 
Uh-huh. And he wants to catch this smaller being, mm-hmm. Foop. Oh. And, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got something like that back on Earth. It's called Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a cat. Um, I don't know if you know what a cat is, but a cat chasing a mouse. Oh, I know what everything is. Oh. Oh. <coughs> Your deep thought. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Oh, wow. Um, and as, uh, you, as you're talking to him, you start to notice, like, a, uh, a, the, a, a familiar, like, boom, 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 walking, uh, from the, in the distance. He's gonna stand up and go look over the distance to see what it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's Usher1239 and A.B. Fringle. Hey, you guys! We're in the middle middle of a song. Maybe. <laughs> We're off to see the deep thought. <laughs> the wonderful deep thought. Man, that sounds an awful lot like something else I know. But. Oh, yes. It's an ancient exalted lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys reach up to. You guys are reaching up to Paris, and um, Deep Thought just starts to look back at her TV program. Paris Dawkins, you are alive. Yeah, yeah. I actually had, um. A pretty insightful time. Um, I'm glad you guys made it. What uh, what crazy shenanigans did you guys get up to? We flew. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. Once again, Mr. Human Being. You've shown incredible abilities and, and ingenuity. You've discovered the deep thought. Supercomputer of another ancient civilization. And uh, you can hear from her. She goes, shh. I'm trying to watch my show. My apologies. Paris Dawkins, have you asked the deep thought our mission? No, I was uh, waiting for you guys. That is most illogical. <laughs> <laughs> I think deep thought likes you. You should speak to it. Uh, all right, as uh, Paris will go and walk back up to deep thought. Sorry to interrupt, but we were wondering if we could ask you a question. Uh, She kind of like lazily looks at you and then back at her TV and then she looks back at you uh, and she somehow pauses it like without I mean obviously she can't move because she's a giant computer but it's she like pauses it and she's like seemingly like ready we were just wondering where is the location of the one true galactic god (laughs) so she looks at you and then she starts and then she uh Plays, she, she looks at you, and then she turns back to the TV and, like, turns it on. And just pl- presses, essentially just presses play. Oh, Paris is going to turn back around. I don't think she liked our question. Was that a response to our question? Perhaps it needs further analysis processing. The Galactic God must be on this communications device. And I look at her little TV. Um, you uh, notice that the TV has an uh, on and off button. Well, it would appear it has a self-destruct button similar to Usher's, which I have learned never to touch, so... You know where my self-destruct button is? Oh, no, I didn't say that. And Paris is going to go over to the TV and switch it off and make his appeal to Deep Thought. I'm really sorry about this, but my friend here owes one trillion Altarian dollars to the, the bug bladder beast of Troll, and we are just trying to find God so we can exist... I don't know what he's capable of, but in recent history, my planet has blown up. Uh, 
Causation does not lead to correlation, but you know. And it's actually three trillion. It is a simple request that we ask of you, as you can understand. <laughs> we are simple men. <laughs> hey there, this is Nick from Control Group. Thank you so much for listening to our incredibly professional and concise productions. While you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to give us a review, and I'd personally become your new best friend if you shared our podcast with your friends and family. You can follow all of our releases on social media at Control Group Pod. Oh shoot, I think it's back on. Let's get back to listening. Well, I'll be completely honest with you boys. I am a little teed off that you have turned off my program. Um, as much as I am capable of pausing and playing it, I cannot record it. I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you need? Like a, like a Betamax player? Or? I would like to watch my po- program in full. So unless you can figure some way to do that, I don't feel very inclined to help you boys. I understand. It seems everyone on this planet is in an endless search for entertainment. We get quite bored here. Usher, can you find the specific episode of this television show? I am not a television. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. How insensitive of (laughs) me. Yeah, but it's the 70s, so it must be playing on radio waves. And I'm pretty sure you can (laughs) interpolate that data, correct? Interpol it. <laughs> I can I can try. <laughs> if it's in universal syndication, we can play it as many times as we like. All if right, it's first um, run, I'm not sure. Uh Usher, I want you to um roll two D six okay. for lasers. <laughs> Successes. I'm not sure how I've done it, but I've done it by God. <laughs> so you managed to Two uh, antenna pop out of the back of my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you managed to do that, um, and you managed to install uh, a, sort of like a DVR into the TV, like a, a self-sustaining DVR into the TV. And this is uh, how Paris Dawkins comes up. Uh, uh, actually, this is um, uh, spoilers. Uh, this is how Paris Dawkins uh, creates the idea of TiVo um, for uh, later generations. Um, but that's another story yep. for another day. All all etu units have been. Uh, designed with a recording unit so that the uh, operators at the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation may watch our glorious victories on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) But I shall give this great gift to deep thought, thus wiping my own memory banks of my history. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. So I will now, I will only have short-term memory from now on. <laughs> that means someone's been watching us and everything we've done up until this point. Hello, people spying on us. I may be Frinkle. They know well. <laughs> That's when you feel sort of like a heavenly shaking. Uh, no. Um, but, uh, uh, so Deep Thought uh, looks at the TV and says, Oh, I could watch it as many times as I like. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Now, what was your question? We, we were just wondering if you could lead us to the one true galactic god. The one true galactic god. And she looks at you three and gives a moment to, like, sort of calculate in her head. She says, give me approximately 12 billion years. We will wait. I'm gonna, uh, we'll I'm find gonna a way. have to say no to that one, you guys. How do you, how do you feel about 12 billion? Billion years, that seems like a lot. 
time is an illusion. Yes, we can put a new space-time coordinates into the improbability drive. <laughs> um, she she looks at you three and she's like, "I understand that you life forms cannot live till that point. I can never find the true answer until those twelve billion years are finished. But I can potentially point you in the right direction." What if we rephrase the question? Yeah, we'll take Catholic God, too, if that narrows it down a bit. <laughs> she she starts to calculate even faster. She says, oh, I think I know where he is. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, <Perfect>. hey. <laughs> um, she starts to point, uh, she starts to, um, uh, to calculate, um, and she says, the only thing that I do know is that his vacation home was in, and she starts to calculate even more, Vatican City. Paris is going to turn back to them again. Um, there's, like, a planet named Vatican City, right, that has to be? Because um, if not, it might be a little hard to um, get to the Vatican City at the moment. No planet that I know of. But if you know of this city, you should lead us there, Mr. Human Bee. Yeah, I could, but there would be a lot of nothing there. It was on Earth. My earth that blew up. I believe that we should rephrase the question to something simpler. Perhaps then it will take less time. I would like to remind you three that the Catholic God was the creator of all. So you might say you have to find the origin of creation. Where is the origin of creation? Oh, come on. And she, like, you could tell, like, she, like, rolls her eye a little bit. Um, she says, did you learn nothing from your science classes in uh, your schooling? Uh, not really. That it was, was the 70s. Evolution? And schools were segregated when I went to them. <laughs> we, we, we go, we, 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 we go back in time. No. <laughs> <laughs> We go back in time to schooling in the in the freaking nineteen fifties, and they're like they're talking about the creation. They're they're talking about the creation of the universe, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, it just kind of he snapped his fingers, and that was it." And you see the whole class nodding, just in agreement, sure. <laughs> and then Adam put a seed in Eve's belly and gave birth to Abel. <laughs> <laughs> Deep thought looks at all three and says. The start of the universe happened in one spot, and all of the galaxy circles around one area. One potential point zero. And she looks at you three. The center of the universe! I'm talking about the center oh, of the universe! Okay, I get it now. So, the coordinates we had that brought us here were a complicated set of numbers, but if I recall correctly from galactic mathematics, <laughs> the center of the universe would literally be point zero 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 in the improbability drive. There's no point in not trying. Alright, well, thank you, Deep Thought. And she looks at you three and she says, would any of you like a mint? And you can see there's like next to the, like <laughs> over like a, like next to her eyes, like the smallest bowl of mint. Oh, thank God. I have not brushed my teeth since we left the ship the last time. I would love one. I do not believe that Echu units are permitted to eat mint. As soon as Shaft free- sees food, he's like, ah! Ah! He freaks out and grabs a bunch. <laughs> he's, he's, 
a chef freaks the fuck out and like takes the whole bowl um and she deep thought looks at you and says do you mind turning my television back on please before we do so may we be permitted to ask questions ourselves uh, she kind of rolls her eyes again <laughs> she goes oh might as well you're already here aren't you uh, I was just gonna like like walk up the steps awkwardly <laughs> and fi- and face the deep thought with his big googly eyes. What is my purpose? She starts to calculate, um, and you can kind of see it like the kind of the lights going off. And she says, "You were developed by the Serious Cybernetics Corporation, correct?" My prime directive is to destroy all life in the universe. Is that my purpose? She looks at you and she says, it still may be. I do not like this answer. <laughs> I've got a question. What's the quickest and easiest way to make three trillion Ontarian dollars? She looks at you and she says, you might need to sell your entire body. There are ways to remove consciousness into a bottle. That sounds easy enough. All right, everyone back to the ship. Usher walks away dejected. <laughs> She looks at you three and she says, How did you get here? I didn't see any ship. We used our Im- infinite improbability drive to appear immediately inside of the planet, even as improbable as that might be. And then you killed the Frupple King. <laughs> <laughs> Some other things occurred and we found a way here. Accidental death and murder are permitted. <laughs> What is shaking hands? I don't know if that is some sort of challenge of, of a fight to the death, but I've done what I could. I shall show you. <laughs> um, I'll offer my hand and clamp, clamp. <laughs> uh, I'd like you to roll for lasers right now. It's like a claw machine extending out to you and like trying to grab it. It was a bit. I don't actually want to do it. <laughs> it was a bit? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you um, notice that uh, a... Uh, like, on the side of her, there's, like, a doorway that sort of opens up. And you notice that it's sort of like a, like a, there's, like, a pad, like a metal pad on the floor, um, and a couple buttons on the side of it. Wait, she do says, Shaft and Gluttony have a question? <laughs> <laughs> gluttony looks at, Gluttony looks at, uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, Shaft looks over uh, at, uh, Deep Thought and goes, <laughs> and Deep Thought starts to calculate. Starts to calculate, starts to calculate. And she looks at him and says, Hmm, I'd say try some cologne. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, Audience, send us what you think (laughs) Shaft's question was. (laughs) Exactly. What did Shaft ask? Um, Hashtag control group. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And then Gluttony uh, walks up. Now, keep saying walk. He doesn't walk. He floats. He's a floating dolphin. Yeah, dolphins float float heavy. (laughs) <laughs> he floats over to um, Deep Thought and he looks at him and he says hey uh, Deep Thought is there uh, is there any redemption for a guy like me <laughs> and she looks at him and kind of calculates and says that is your own choice Gluttony and like stares deep into Gluttony's soul and as <laughs> She's staring into his soul. You can feel him tremble. And Paris, you can kind of start to feel... You can start to feel the same sort of um, uh, fear that Gluttony start to feeling. It's starting to feel. I'll turn the TV back on. <laughs> you turn the TV back on. Um, and as you guys are moving towards uh, the, the, the metal pad that's 
um, in the, that she, the door of the doorway that she's opened up, you notice in the distance you hear like a rumbling sound, like a, and uh, as uh, that's happening, you start to notice like a like a big block, and as the big block is getting closer, you see a being with three legs and one arm, and then you see uh, another a human sitting on top of what appears to be an Achu unit. We must find an exit. <laughs> I uh, Deep Thought looks at you three and says, You understand that I just opened up a teleport, right? Yes, of yeah, course. Of course we did. All right, everyone. <laughs> it would appear that it's safe. I guess let's go inside. We have no reason to distrust Deep Thought. <laughs> so so you, you go inside uh, and you guys notice that uh, it's like an elevator. Um, and you can go to like several layers of Magrathea. <laughs> Um, I think we parked in, like, B2? Maybe B3? <laughs> is there, like, a map of the plant? Is it, is it say what's on every floor? Or, like, is there any cool stuff? Um, not necessarily, but there is essentially, like, on every level, um, there, this gives you guys the idea that there potentially might be other beings living inside the, the, the core, uh, inside, inside Macrothea. This is certainly more convenient than the tunnels we walked for hours in. Essentially what it says on there is it says, um, it says B1, B2, B3, B4, B5, B6, B7, B8, B9, and then B10. And that's the last one. Surely the call would be the last one. Yeah, yeah that makes sense, I guess. B2 was a terrible guess, Paris yeah, I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> more buttons, but now that I am looking, I can see they only go lower from B two. <laughs> um, as you press, uh, uh, which so which button are you guys pressing? B ten. Ten. So you press B ten, um, and as the doors uh, open up, you notice that uh, the fruples are like, like they're like scattered all over the ground, just laying around, like just bunch of them. Like it's clear that they're like drunk. Like, hi, whatever it is, all over the ground, just laid out, sprawled everywhere. Oh no, what's happened to my constituents? They have been massacred. <laughs> ah, your new Furuple king will avenge you all. Do not worry. Nah, man, this is just disco. You go to any disco club tech and this is exactly what everyone be like. <laughs> oh, of course. Perhaps they need purpose. All creatures need purpose. I guess I could give them the option. All right, every one of you frugals, look to me, your new frugal king. If you wish to recreate your society in somewhere much more entertaining and interesting, come with us on the Soul of Silver. Oh, oh Jesus. So I don't think we have enough towels for these guys. It's going to be fun. One of the frugals looks at you and he goes, man, you got snacks up there? So many. And one of them looks at you and he's like, I mean, I'll come with you. You got, like, anything crunchy? No. All <laughs> <laughs> like, that snacks are damn. chewy. I'm sorry. <laughs> he looks at him and he's like, damn, I was really hoping you had some crunchy stuff on there. And he lays back down and he passes the fuck out. I think, I, I think that they need to their society to be reordered, not relocated, A.B. Fringle. Give them some kind of purpose that they may enact amongst themselves. Of course. You are their king. <laughs> All of you frugals will stay here 
and forever act as if the king that I just killed was still here and continue to do stuff like before. <laughs> um, as you as you guys are talking to the passed out fruples, just the the faded fruples. Um, <laughs> faded fruples. <laughs> we need a shirt. We need a, a podcast T-shirt. <laughs> Hashtag faded fruples. <laughs> Um, as you as you're looking over the sea of faded fruples, um, there's uh, the you hear a ding, and sort of these uh, elevator doors like sort of like come out of thin air and they open and there's the th- there's your three clones like waiting right there. <laughs> yes, you guys should listen to your king and worship these statues we have created of us, your other deities, and kingly ships. Please go deal with them while we make haste. Let's leave, guys. Let's leave, guys. <laughs> Everyone one back the, to the ship. One of the one of the fruples looks at like starts gazing at like the six of you, and he's like, "Whoa, there's two of them." <laughs> uh, so, as you guys are getting up on the ship. A.B. Fringle, I want uh, 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 Usher one two three nine. I want you to roll uh, two. Two uh, d6 for lasers, please. Okay. Two successes. Two successes. So uh, as the uh, three, um, as the three uh, clones of you guys are coming up, they try to stop the door of the Sola Silver from uh, coming back up. I mean, going up and closing, but they don't get there in time, and the doors close, and all of a sudden you just hear like banging on the side. Captain, um, please take off. <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> Actually, yeah. All we have to do is press the drive. So we're just going to press that immediately. Because we right. wouldn't be able so to shoot putting, out through the planet. So you're doing it without putting in coordinates? Uh, We'll just alter the zero, coordinates zero, zero, a little zero. bit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put point zero, 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 zero. As we're like pressing it, we should just yell to Freddy to set it to zero, zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you press, so uh, you yell at Freddy. Freddy puts it to zero, zero, zero. And uh, A.B. Fringle presses the button. A.B. Fringle, I need you to roll a D100, please. 94. Alright, 94. I was ready with that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no. This is... God damn it. I... This is so stupid. Okay, well... Um, uh, you guys... Uh, like I said, this is all movies. Um, so, as you guys press the improbability drive button, um, everything goes white, and all of a sudden... It starts to fade. It starts to fade up, um, and you start to. Uh, all three of you are in um, uh, school <laughs> outfits, but like old school outfits. Um, and you guys are sitting on a log, um, waiting by a dirt road. Um, and uh, as you guys are waiting there, um, you notice a school bus, like an old school bus, like come up against, uh, <laughs> drive up against, uh, like next to you guys. Um, and this includes um, <laughs> uh, this includes uh, Shaft and um, uh, Gluttony. Gluttony's definitely in a in a dolphin version of a school outfit. Um, and the door opens up, and an old uh, kind of a, a, a middle aged lady with red hair and a cigarette looks at you guys and says, "Well, you getting on?" <laughs> of course we are. Hello, bus lady. I am A.B. Fringle. I don't care. Get in the back of the bus, please. 
So uh, Usher stands and his has braces on his legs. <laughs> his robot legs. Back of the bus. Mr. Human so Bee. You- this is just like your stories of of the Mrs. Rosa Parks. <laughs> God. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. But anyways, as you're going, um, you guys start to notice that the uh, seats are uh, going. And as you're going, uh, one of the kids says, Tyken. <laughs> and, and as you're going up... That is um, illogical. That scene is not taken. <laughs> um, as, we're, as you're going, um, you're going to go up to the next kid, and he's going to look at, uh, he's gonna look at uh, Usher1239. Usher, I want you to roll one... I want you to roll one d6, please, for feelings. Oh, I'd like to sit here, even though she said back of the bus. I got it. I got it. You got it? He's about to say Tyken, but then he thinks about it. He's like, yeah, you can sit here. I appreciate your feelings. <laughs> oh. Well, Usher, so Usher's Usher sitting there, so I suppose it's Tyken. I'll, I'll sit in the seat and crush the kid. <laughs> you, def- you definitely crushed the kid. That kid's dead, but nobody notices because it was so... It was so quiet because the kid had no time to scream. Lay down with my legs completely straight out because I have braces on. <laughs> Take it. The, the uh, bus leans to one side. <laughs> Take The next one, A.B. Fringle goes to an open seat. A.B. Fringle, I want you to roll 1d6. You got it. Really? Is for it feelings. For, really? Oh, feelings. Uh, yeah, I got a success. All right. She, so this girl looks at you and she says, All right, you can sit here. That's very kind of you. Please pardon my one... Ganglia arm and three legs. <laughs> and Paris Dockin, you make it and there's another open seat. I want you to roll one D6, please. This is racing. <laughs> For feelings. <laughs> I got laser feelings, actually. Oh, you didn't Oh, know yes! Three, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you said, uh, this kid, uh, this kid looks at you and says, uh, you can sit over here. And it's uh, it's Jenny. It's definitely just Jenny. Uh, Paris Jenny. is gonna sit down. Are we school aged or still regular? Am I still regular, Paris? You guys are you guys are regular age, but they they see you when they look at you. They think you're kids. Okay. Like they they look at you and they see All right, kids. Then Paris will sit down and not make more. a move. No, he will not make a move. Good job, Paris. As there's more kids walking out of the bus, I want to say this seat is taken. <laughs> Continue to move, human being. You cannot sit here. It is taken. Uh, Shaft and um, Gluttony never get a seat, so they have to stand up for the whole bus ride. Um, but uh, Jenny looks over at you, Paris, and says, I got a present for you. Yeah, I guess I'll take it. Uh, and she hands it, hands you, like, the biggest fucking bowie knife you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. And like, here, you take this. This used to be my granddaddy. All right. What did he do with this bowie knife? Uh, and as you say that, um, normality <laughs> was restored. But when normality was restored, you still have the Bowie knife. Fre- Freddy looks at you guys and said, Hi, guys. It was nice to see you again. Hello, Freddy. That felt oddly humble. <laughs> as, as you look at Chu's uh, backside, you notice that there's like a squish. <laughs> like, like, there's definitely like a squish mark like sitting there. You can't tell what it is, but there's a school uniform in there somewhere. As Freddy looks at you and says, What was the question? Freddy, have we reached the exact center of the universe? He looks at you guys, uh, uh, he doesn't look at you, he's a freaking computer, goddammit. He uh, kind of 
kind of calculates and says, Oh, don't worry, fellas. We're here. Uh, turns out that we're on our way into a black hole. And as you guys look out, you notice just this gaping, massive, just like portal almost of just you can it's like you can watch the light from other stars and other um and other planets start to just like go straight into the center and disappear into absolute nothingness no and that makes sense though because actually everything in the galaxy would be revolving around something and supermassive black hole makes a lot of sense anyways oh no and that's where we're going to end our session for today. Just a reminder, uh, this has been Attack of the Feels, or Higher Than Four, Less Than Two. I've been your DM, Hadley Singer, and there's also been... Marcus, I play A.B. Fringle. Nick, I play Asha1239. And I'm Dennis, and I play Paris Dog. And uh, thanks, guys. Uh, come back, see you next time, if we ever see our heroes again. What? than two.